Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin A.C., Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor for the Union Tribune, is with me. You know, a lot of times we start these, Jay, and I just, you know, since we're looking at each other, right, we got this live thing going, I I, I don't have that that sort of, like, radio voice. Like, Kevin A., just letting everybody know we're here. It's just I point to you. I go, there's Jay Posner. <laughs> no, there's, you know, a lot of people, far more people listen than, than are they're actually watching live. So it's Kevin A.C. and Jay Posner. And I've been trying to inflect some excitement because, Jay, there just isn't a lot of excitement right now uh, this is a very very distinct portion of the schedule it's been such a great fun season and right now it just feels like the 2018 Padres <laughs> I was just gonna say so how was that road trip Kevin <laughs> a lot of great a lot of great ball you saw there well you great saw ball. I guess you saw no you saw no hitter which is still something I haven't seen so you, you're two up on me this just this year alone well, here's the thing is that's what, okay. So that's what you used to talk about when you would watch a Padres season, right? You, you saw a no hitter. It was by the other team though. Um, you saw, you know, great individual performances from time to time, like Fernando Tatis Jr. On Sunday. These are two right. things that as an observer of baseball, you can be very excited about. Like I very much, um, I enjoy Joe Musgrove's no-hitter far more. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but I, I enjoy watching good baseball. So yes, Jay, but I'm not watching a good baseball team anymore. No, you are not. And and the, another bad baseball team, at least presently, is coming to town this weekend. The the Phillies, I believe, are still over five hundred. I think they're sixty one and sixty. But so you'd say, well, the Phillies aren't playing very well, and that's good news for the Padres. But is it? Because they just finished about forty five to fifty games, mostly against teams that weren't any good, and they were under five hundred against them. I think. The Padres are, and you can correct me, I think they're 33 and 37 now since the 34 and 19 start. 34, 67. Yes. Yes. So 33 and 30. So that's almost half a season. 33 and 37 is 70 games, a little bit short of half a season. And, you know, I, I guess at some point, and you just, and I, I think I said this the other day to someone, you just have to think maybe the Padres just aren't any good. You know, and and we look at it and we look and say, well, they were good at the beginning of the season. They were good enough to go 34 and 19. They have all these good players that you wrote about it a, a little bit today with the, the offense. I mean, all these guys go out there every night. They're above average, above the league average players. And yet and the offense is, has produced, I mean, I think relative to past Padre teams. Now, that's not always has not always been a high bar, but, you know, still the offense has has produced at times, but I think relative to the league this year, the offense is not producing. I think they're probably in the middle to the bottom part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Middle. Above average, but middle. Right. In a lot of categories. So, so uh, it's just the idea that, and the Padres, I I don't know what else, you know, I know people get upset when the Padres and Jace Tingler say, well, we're, you know, we got to keep going and we're going to play our best baseball. I'm not sure what, anybody expects these guys to say that's what they're they're not going to say you know what guys we're awful we're just going to give up you know I know we're in playoff position right now but we know that everybody thinks we suck so we think we suck too so I I think at some point but at some point the Padres have to back up their words that they are better than this by actually being better than this and we just haven't seen it for the most part for over two months now I mean there was the one stretch in there during the 33 and 37 run where they were like eight and one or whatever that was. Uh, but other than that, 
yeah, they just haven't been good, and they haven't even been a lot of fun to watch lately. Uh, you know, Fernando Tatis obviously was exciting on on Sunday, and they had a, a nice comeback. Um, nice comeback in Colorado where Grisham hit the home run uh, in what was pretty much a dull game up till that. And then the next night where they had the three home runs in the same inning was certainly an exciting inning. But, yeah, they just – it's – it's definitely not what we expected this season to be. It doesn't mean it can't change, but it's got to change pretty quick, right? Well, it seemed early on, and we'll go through basically the end of May, so for two months. And you know what? Um, I would say other than other than a two-week period, end of May to, begin, to middle of June, let's go the first three months of the season. This team was last year's team in, in some ways. And the most important way was being exciting and finding ways to win. Right. right? And, and not dropping too many games that, that they shouldn't, you know, those weren't great opponents that the Padres uh, swept in that one home stand. And then, you know, um, they did have the nice three games against uh, four games against the Reds and three games against the Dodgers in a, in a 11 for 12 stretch at the end of June, they, heck, they took two or three from the Astros, you know, Fernando Tatis mm-hmm. Jr. Ties it in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, yeah. There were so many nights where you said, wow, all those games against the Dodgers, uh, the big game leaving San Francisco, Th- this was that, team that's hard to believe <laughs> based right. on what right. we've seen since then uh there was the what 24 to 8 game in washington the next night they scored 10 runs actually in their loss they scored seven uh this was a team you're like okay all right they're they're rolling they're back to being that right and since they went to atlanta and had to sit through the rain it is like um yeah jay you've said it to me a few times in texts and, and conversation and you just said it here uh, not that it matters, but I think it's characteristic of their of their issue. They're boring. Like they're it's it's not even like exciting losses, and they know that they're losing games they should win, and mm-hmm. that can't help but but wear you down. I'm not going to get into. I get so many emails, and and I understand that that fans are uh, very very frustrated. Um, I'm frustrated. I can't figure it out. Imagine how they are. But I get so many emails about how it's their attitude, and they need to just be better between the ears. You know, um, they, they're not playing well together. They've had some injuries. They've had guys who have not performed as they should. I, I don't know that it's between the ears. Um, guys are frustrated. They are. They were let down that there wasn't a, a thing at the, a, a move at the trade deadline for a starting pitcher. Uh, the relievers feel like they're having a lot put on their shoulders. Um, other than the relievers, I would say, you know, the trade deadline was 20 days ago. Do you want to go to the World Series or not? I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think AJ, I think AJ Preller messed up. Um, he might see a pitcher on Sunday that the Phillies got in Kyle Gibson. And I honestly don't know. I was told it was a lot, but the Phillies did not give up a lot for Kyle Gibson and, mm-hmm. and um, Ian Kennedy. That is going to come back to haunt the Padres. If, you know, I should say, if that comes back to haunt the Padres, that that's on AJ Preller. Um, but the players that are here are good enough to win. They are. They, they're good enough to get that second wild card spot. Right. And, and you know, in a sense, I mean, the one the one sort of major move that Preller made at the deadline was a move that, that I questioned at the time, which was Adam Frazier. And I questioned it because that looking at his numbers, he looked like a guy who was had a great first half and he was hitting way above his career norms. And I, and I remember saying on here, the one caveat to this deal is that this guy's hitting way above what he normally hits. And 
what if in the second half he regresses to what he usually is? And that's pretty much what's happened. I mean, his his OPS is down. I, I think he's right around 600 since the trade, maybe even a little bit below uh, that. And, you know, that's not that's not good. Now, his overall numbers for the season, I, I haven't even looked at him lately. I'm assuming they're probably still above his career Mm-hmm. His career yes. norms, but he, he kind of took a guy there, and I and I don't know if they got him because they were convinced that they were going to trade Hosmer, and they need they thought that would work out for Cronenworth to play, you know, to play first base, and Frazier would, and then they would really need somebody at second because they didn't want to play Kim full time. So I don't know if that was a, a move that was made in anticipation of dealing Hosmer, and then that trade didn't happen, and so now they kind of have this extra body. And it means that, you know, usually either Pham or Myers is on the bench. And sometimes maybe that's not a bad thing either because both those guys have had their have had their struggles. But now you've got Profar most likely coming back tonight. So you've got another extra body that, you know, at times uh, could have been in uh, could have been in the lineup. But I, I just that move didn't make a lot of sense at the time. Uh, it makes less sense now. Not getting a pitcher we've talked about here many, many times about whether it was whether it was worth it or not the idea and and I guess look I've never been a major league ball player or spent you know time around that much time around ball players but the idea that you know you're you're excited or not excited by a move that's made look these guys have been saying all year long we have a really good team we think we're a championship team okay well so what difference does it make that you didn't get somebody at the trade deadline you you guys have always said you are good enough to win. So I, I, I either can't buy that that's an excuse for them not playing well, or it's a really crappy excuse for not playing well if, because it shouldn't matter. You know, you guys are here. You've said you're good enough. And, you know, okay, so show us how good you are. This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. Now, uh, you're, you're, I, I agree with you. Absolutely. Convenient. But, you do, uh, but these are also human beings and, and we all have a tendency to uh, find reasons to uh, justify our, our underachievement. Um, and, and Kyle Gibson's put up three quality starts. I'm th- pretty sure the Padres could have used that. Um, you've got a rookie who had a two seven four ERA, I believe uh, at the time of the trade deadline. And basically AJ Preller pinned this season on Ryan Weathers. I mean, you could, you could simplify it down way too much and say he thought he had that spot in the rotation filled and dang it. He did not. Um, and if that's the case, then that's a big then that's an awful lot to pin on a 21 year old or 22 year old kid who's never pitched in the big leagues before to say that we're going to get a that we're going to get a full season of 2.73 era or or, or even a little more than that and that you darvish is not going to get hurt i mean it's not all one thing like i said simplifying it down too far but he definitely considered ryan weathers a part of the rotation going forward (laughs) and right now he's a guy who you know that night, you're not very confident. 
All right. And then, you know, the, a few hours later, Chris Paddock gets hurt. You Darvish is hurt. It's tough. The only way I see them getting to the playoffs is at this point, people being a lot better than they have. It's not just like well, keep playing. It's no, you got to play a lot better than you have. <laughs> and especially, and especially offensively, I think, I mean, that's where, you know, the, the defensive, those guys have been hurt defensively, offensively, obviously they, you know, were without Tatis for, uh, for a couple weeks, but the other guys have all still, have all still been there, especially since Austin Nola came back and he got, he got hot for a while uh, as well. But, you know, Myers, Pham, Grisham, those guys have all been healthy lately. Cronenworth, Hosmer, Machado, uh, you know, that's their regular lineup. And um, so those guys, you know, even, sorry, you look at the runs scored recently and, you know, they scored five twice in Colorado and three once. 13 runs in three games in Colorado. That's not that's not enough. You know, playing at that at that ballpark. You know, they scored they scored two, six, and five in Arizona. Um, actually won the game with two, and um, which was pretty good, but just not putting up a ton of offense, especially in the last week and a half. That's to me, that's where guys are gonna have to yeah, Snell and Musgrove and these other guys are gonna have to, you know, perform. But to me, it's sort of on the offense to say we need to pick everybody up and, uh, and you know and you're, you're 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 absolutely correct because first of all, like I don't care what the pitching did, the offense hasn't been doing enough. But mm-hmm. it's like I still believe the offense can do that. Um, this pitching, like I don't know, explain to me how they're how they're doing this. Even if Snell and Musgrove throw seven innings every time they go out from here on out. I guess if Darvish comes back Tuesday and, and does the same, then okay, they're you know I think they're probably in pretty good shape. Um, but you still got when is Paddock coming back? Is it is it week and a half? Is it two? Uh, how good is he? And what is Ryan Weathers doing? Um, and your bullpen are they going to make it to October? So right, that's uh, a no. I, I, and I I don't know the answer to that, and I don't know if you know if if Reese Kinnear is. Uh, the answer for more than you know for four innings in a, uh, as as a starter or five or or whatever or if if it's time to give Miguel Diaz the ball uh, you know as as sort of the bullpen the bullpen guy but um, I, I think and we'll see if it holds up but I mean for the most part I think the bullpen you know they ran a bullpen game out on Sunday and mm-hmm. and used seven pitchers and pitched a shutout. Um, and that would look. You're not going to not going to expect that um, ever again, maybe. But but you can expect to have decent games, and and I think they have enough guys in the bullpen um, to sort of put things, you know, to piece things together as long as these the other guys hold up. But I I do think that you know it, because of that, it's kind of on the offense to um, to do to do more is the best the best way to put it. To do more, to do it together. I mean, it's pretty remarkable how many hitters they have who aren't having terrible years, and then a few mm-hmm. who are having really good years, yet they're middle of the pack at best in the offense. It's, it's just really bizarre that they have not been able to uh, put to put together um, more innings in which they score, mm-hmm. more big innings, um, to add on after they take a lead early. I, right. Uh, I couldn't help but, and I've t- obviously I talked to some people about it, um, and and I'd always I, I think I'd maybe alluded to it before. You know, this team was served very well by that short season. Uh, but if, mm-hmm. if you look at some of the numbers, you break down how it's going this year and how it's going last year, which I did a little bit in my story that's in the paper today. 
it's pretty remarkable. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the only problem with uh, 2021 is that it's not 2020. Nelson Lamette could stay healthy all year. Uh, they could piece together these bullpen games. Will Myers couldn't go into a slump. Eric Hosmer, you know, if he was hot, he was going to have a good start. Uh, you know, there was there was just a lot that went well for them last year. I still think with a one game lead on the Reds that they can make the playoffs. I'm, I just have a really hard time finding the path that, that they do it because, like I said, and you've said, the offense has to be better and the pitching has to get healthy and be better. Right. And and they're going to play, you know, they're going to play better teams. Um, whether the Phillies qualify or not, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they're still dangerous. I mean, the top of their order has Segura, Real Muto, and, and Bryce Harper, who's been fantastic, especially since the All-Star break. Uh, I mean, his numbers for the year are good, but his second half numbers are incredible. Uh, although they, those guys were slumping this this week in uh, in Arizona, but after that, we get back into that stretch we've talked about for a long time, where nineteen of well, I guess it's nineteen of thirty six now because of that suspended game from uh, Atlanta. But nineteen of the last thirty six are against the Giants and the Dodgers, who. Both show no signs of slowing down. I mean, the Dodgers appear to be getting better, and the um, the Giants, as much as we <laughs> as much as we talked about it for the first few months of the year, that oh, don't worry about the Giants; they're going to come back. Um, they're not coming back. And you know, Tom Krasnick pointed out in a story that went up this morning that for the Padres to have beaten out the the Giants and the Dodgers this year. Right now, they would have to be on. They basically would have to be on pace to win 106 games. I mean, that's how good the Giants and the Dodgers are right now. The Giants are on pace, I think, for 105, and wow. the Dodgers for uh, 101 or whatever it might be. Those teams have been incredible. So, for the fact that the Padres aren't going to beat out those teams at those numbers, probably is not that big of a deal. But if the Padres aren't going to finish with 92 or 94 wins, that's where I think you, that becomes a problem because now you're not even going to get that second wild card. And and that's what it's come down to now is watching the Reds and the Cardinals and even a little bit of the Phillies. Um, the Phillies and Mets, I think are both about four or five games back of the, uh, of the Padres right now. So the, you know, what the Giants and Dodgers do is relevant only in the sense that the Padres play them so much. And they're going to have to find a way to win some of those games. Yeah. I mean, they'll still tell you that, oh, we got those teams in front of us. That, that you know, we got games against teams in front of us. Yeah. You know what you need to wish is you had games against the teams in back of you. So you could win them. <laughs> uh, because, because I don't know, you, you sweep those 19 games, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at this point, I mean, 17. You, well, yeah. And at this point, I mean, you would take like uh, trying to find a way to, well, I don't, not sure how you can split 19 games, but but finish around break even with with those 19 and take your chances against the rest. But you know they do have three against the Cardinals in September. We'll see those those could be very meaningful. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the Auto All Stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition. Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals during the Make This the Summer event today. 
Yeah, it's going to get interesting here. The Phillies are struggling, but they're throwing Matt Moore pitches tonight, who has right. not been good except in his last start. He pitched six no-hit innings. Uh, and, gee, a left-handed, soft-tossing guy. How did the Padres do against one of those last weekend? Uh, and then Aaron Nola. It's a good, really good story that will already be online by the time most people hear this that Jeff Sanders did on the two brothers uh, who will uh, hopefully be facing each other uh, tomorrow night. And Aaron Nola has been been good. And then, as you said, Kyle Gibson on uh, on Sunday. So the Phillies are still dangerous this weekend. And then we get, as we said, we get into the Dodgers uh, again next. Dodgers and then the Angels next week. And the Angels were down ten to two yesterday and found a way to come back and win. So, uh, you know, Padres uh, Padres will throw Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and pre- presumably a bullpen game. Though you brought up Reese Kinnear, uh, and I think he's a viable option. He's actually pitched really well since his first uh, couple outings for the Padres. Um, so has cut down on the walks, and uh, you know at this point, heck. Uh, and then we got to see what's uh, what's up with Jake Arrieta. Understanding is that that was a uh, uh, a legitimate uh, mild. You know, uh, the Padres always say something's mild. Uh, we'll yeah. you know it's mild. We'll 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 see. Uh, you know, so if this guy can come back. Uh, I don't know if they're pitching him against the Dodgers, uh, but uh, maybe possibly uh, maybe he can pitch against the Angels. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, but the fact well, that you're asking the, about Jake Arrieta says a lot. Right. If you can get Darvish back to pitch Tuesday, then you can pitch Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove yes. against the Dodgers. Yep. And then uh, you, then you have to then you got to worry about the two games against the Angels uh, on the weekend. But that would at least be you know get them through this week. And then there's more off days coming. The off days help a lot. There's uh, only Austin. one stretch. There's only one stretch the rest of the way where they play more than like six games in a row. Yes. There's uh, one stretch. That one, that one road trip where they have 10 games. You know, to play two of the two teams in front of them and one of the teams chasing them uh, right. on the road. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, not, it's not so good. Um, so Mackenzie Gore pitched last night, Jay. We'd be remiss to not talk about Mackenzie Gore pitching against a bunch of rookies. And how did he do, Kevin? How did Mackenzie Gore do? I guess it was four and two-thirds innings of electric stuff. Uh, So there we go. He's working faster. They're trying to not give him time to think uh, so that he could just throw strikes uh, because it's been a lot. You want to talk about between the ears? It's been a lot of that with uh, Mackenzie Gore. Mechanically and then confidence and overthinking. And look, A.J. Preller, he's something, right? And and these guys are desperate. I'm not going to rule it out. But the way that it's explained is there's just no chance this guy is pitching for the Padres this year. But we can all continue to hope and believe. And I think that says a little something about us if we can hope and believe. I was just going to ask you, so does that mean he's pitching the Friday or Saturday game in Anaheim uh, next week? (laughs) I know. Look, they still believe this guy has the stuff. They would have bet you anything that Mackenzie Gore was starting for them this year at some point. Right. He has not pitched. That was his first real game. Now he's faced Fernando Tatis and, you know, uh, different guys that have gone to Arizona to, to rehab, but he has not uh, pitched in a game until last night against a bunch of guys that he should be getting, I think it was eight strikeouts uh, mm-hmm. against. To then bring up a kid who has struggled with his confidence <laughs> and his stuff to pitch in, you know, pennant race. Heck, if they're 10 games out by the end of the year, maybe they bring Mackenzie Gore up yeah. and see what he can yeah. do. Um, but at this point, that's just not something you do. Um, and I think the fact that we're thinking about it is both a sign of desperation and a sign that we've been waiting for this kid for so long, right? It's yeah. that it's a product of that. 
And I think I think also that I think I might have misspoke on here a couple times ago. I, I was thinking that the minor league season was ending at the usual time, which used to be right up right around Labor Day. It does not end this year at that point. I believe it goes all the way through September, uh, like the major league season does. So there is time for because I, I was thinking, boy, this guy has. They keep saying he's making progress. He hasn't even pitched in a game. There is time for him to pitch in some games. So I, I was joking about pitching in Anaheim, but only. A, Maybe there was a little <laughs> bit of hint of truth there because you just never know right now with the know. way with the way things are. But I, I I I would hope to see him pitch in games, whether it's in San yeah. or San Antonio or El Paso, uh, you know, sometime here. Maybe even his next outing uh, would be against one of those kind of teams and and at least build up a couple games where maybe in the middle of September you think about no oh, maybe he's our best option so we'll, but that's really rosy glasses scenario there for uh, well it is and it's McKenzie also not Gore. it's also us not um and I know you were just kind of throwing it out there it's also not paying attention to the fact that AJ Preller has shown time and again he's not going to just focus on this year i mean uh right. look at the trade deadline right like he could have gotten some of these pitchers that other people got but he wasn't going to give up those certain players uh, to get them. So they have been very careful. It was two weeks ago that uh, you first started to hear that they were they, they felt like Mackenzie Gore was turning the corner. Two weeks later, he's pitching against rookies. So they're right, taking right. it slow with him. Now, they also believe this kid is incredibly talented and that at one time there was this amazing confidence inside of him. So could he start making some giant jump? Hey, if he's the number one prospect who's going to be Sandy Koufax, then I guess he could. But uh, at this point, should probably be uh, more concerned about the guys that are actually on the roster. Um, And also more disappointed that Adrian Martinez didn't do so well in his AAA start because that was a guy that they were serious. He might be starting in Anaheim had he Uh not gotten shelled in AAA. That's a guy they were seriously talking about uh, coming up, and they but they wanted to see him against some, you know, some closer to uh, in AAA. What you get is is bounce back guys who've been in the major leagues, you know, veterans um, and and that sort of thing. And so they wanted to see that, and it didn't go well. So you should probably be more disappointed in that, um, and and more thinking about. Will Mackenzie Gore be a part of the rotation, you know, in 2022? Yeah, well, and maybe, we and maybe, maybe Martinez can pitch. I know that uh, El Paso has a, I think it's like a six-game road trip to Round Rock, uh, just because I was looking up their schedule the other day when uh, Rodriguez resigned, just to see how many games were left. And I, I, I thought maybe he just didn't want to spend that much time in Austin or something. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure, although Austin's supposed to be a nice place. So maybe Martinez will pitch better there, and and maybe he'll still be the guy in Anaheim next weekend. But uh, anyway, the uh, Padres have three with the Phillies, and then I believe an off day on Monday. So we will be back on Tuesday here to talk about what we saw over the weekend and what's ahead with the uh, Dodgers coming to town. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.